Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Amy Irvine, owner and founder of Rooted Planning Group. We are super excited not only to do this podcast also live and with video, but to have a guest at today's podcast. I'm really super excited to have Paula Lesso here today joining the podcast. Paula, welcome and and um, looking forward to sharing your journey because you have quite a story to tell. So I'm so looking forward to it. But as you know, Paula, one of the things that I always love to start out the podcast with is my second passion, which is uh, wine. Do you have a particular favorite wine that you enjoy? Well, being from this area, one of my favorites is Salmon Run Riesling. And yeah, I just, that's to me just a very smooth, nice, medium Riesling that I enjoy. Yeah, certainly the Finger Lakes is known for their Rieslings. That's something that they're that they're uh, very well known for throughout the world, starting to to make their ways with some of the reds that they're growing here locally. But definitely their Rieslings are are fairly well known. In fact, I was out in Oregon uh, last year and they were commenting on the New York Rieslings way out from Oregon. Yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation that we had with some of the, the winemakers out there. Paula is local to the Finger Lakes area, as she mentioned, and she and I met at a at one of the women's conference actually last year and yes. instantly Paula and I just made an amazing connection about not only some of the services that cross over between the two of us, but also just the way that we treat clients in general and the compassion that we offer or try to offer to many of our clients. But Paula's story is a little bit different than Amy's story for sure. Um, Paula, <laughs> I would love to open up this podcast today by you uh, being, because you're so kind to share this with me and and with all of the folks that you work with so that they know, you know, that when you're offering the services, you're not just doing it from a place of education. You're actually doing it from a journey that you went on yourself. So if you wouldn't mind kind of giving a, a, a sort of a high level story mm-hmm journey explanation of how you started your own business, what do you offer for client services, and how you got to this point. Absolutely. Well, Amy, thank you again for having me on. I'm really super excited to be here and and to share my story. Um, As you mentioned, I help women going through divorce and um, actually was married to my high school sweetheart. um, And after 18 years of being comfortably married, um, there was a point at which I was like, where did the passion go? You know, where where was the passion? Where did it go? And when did it go? Because I think after a certain length of time, you just get, as I said, comfortable mm-hmm. in a marriage. And it was almost like we were living like roommates. And I sat up counseling to 
And I, I can picture myself right there that day going, so how do I get the passion back in my marriage? I never wanted the D word to be part of my vocabulary. That was just like, mm-mm. And unfortunately, my husband figured out how to solve his problem. You know, maybe he wasn't happy and felt the passion was gone, but he decided to go a different route and solve his problem. So finding out that, you know, he was having an affair. Um, Counseling became my personal journey Mm -hmm. to find comfort and to start living like my best life. Um, and I was doing it for myself. Um, I never told him because I felt that, you know, this was for me. And so through what ended up realizing is I was grieving the loss of my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I helped me so much just what was happening, why it was happening, and what about moving after? You know, what about going forward? Because mm-hmm. I just felt that this was just something happening in my life. And yeah, there were days that I, you know, what was me? You know, I had the pity party. I mm-hmm. cried, you know, why me? All that. And then there was something inside of me that just was like, but you're stronger than this. You've got this. You know, you can go on. There is life beyond marriage or after marriage, right? There's life after divorce. Mm -hmm. And so with, with that counseling, which helped me immensely, it's what I tell people, you know, friends and family are great, but they know everything that happened. (laughs) (laughs) They can say, yeah, well, I never liked him anyways, or whatever it might be, right? Or yeah, he was like this, he was controlling, right? Friends and family are great, but, um, and I had a wonderful friend and all, she'd been through a divorce and she would just sit there and hand me Kleenex so I could at least get it out. Right. So you need that kind of a friend, but you also need a person that, as I say, that third party objective person, kind of like you are with your financial people, you know, they're in the depth of all what's going on with their finances, but you see it clearly mm-hmm. from a perspective. So that's where I can help women in that way. Um, And I always thought that I wanted to be a counselor. And um, I took a class um, that I learned about life coaching and what that was. It was like, whoa, that's what I want to do. So I worked on that and became a life coach and then realized that my divorce was the largest or piece of, um, what do I say that, that affected my life the most was the divorce. It was like, wow. So I really want to help women realize that they're not alone in this, that they have a lot to offer, no matter how it happened, even if, even if they want it, if they're the ones that want the divorce or if they got blindsided, like I did, right. It's like, it's okay. You can get through this and, um, you know, not sometimes you want to just curl up on the couch with the pint of and watch a Hallmark movie or something. Right. But it's like, okay, you can have that once or, you know, just don't live it that way. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So we can, we can get out there and we can forge ahead because that is just one part of your life, right? Just one piece of your life, a chapter. Mm-hmm. And there are so many more chapters to live. Right? And for you, you then took it at the next step and actually, so, so you're running your own company right, right now where you're providing that sort of coaching. Yeah. Which is different than therapy or, or counseling, but it's, co- but coaching. Yes. And you also have written a book. Yes. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, clearly the pain that you had to go through um, was a significant journey in your life, but you decided to take that into this new direction, which was one, a book and two, the coaching services. So tell us, tell us about the book and then tell us about your coaching services that you offer right now. Yeah. So the book is what are you waiting for? Today's the best day to start living. I have, that's kind of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I never thought, I, I had never thought about writing a book, but actually that picture on the front was on my business cards. And I had two people at two different times say, oh, that's a book cover. They're like, oh, maybe I'm writing a book. And yeah, right. And I had a business partner at the time when I lived in Charlotte and I looked at him and he was another coach. And this is the thing you don't, to coaches say, maybe I might, right? It's like, and he just gave me a look. I go, I'm writing a book. And so then it was just, I know, it's like, okay, no, I got my assignment. I'm writing the book. And it is, it's about what are all the things that we wait for in life that we don't take that leap? Like we hesitate, mm-hmm. right? You, you want to, but mm, something's holding you back. So it was like, okay, I just got to, write this book. So I asked that question about a lot of things. What, what's holding you back here? Did you, you know, did you want to ask something? Do you want to do something? What are you waiting for? And so it's kind of, it's, it's neat because it's just a little short mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and an easy read. Um, so it's, it was there to um, activate your mind, body, self-talk, resilience, you know, everything that you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so it's a compliment to your coaching services for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and tell us a, a little bit about the coaching service it's, itself with your business structure. Like how, how does that look? Well, the biggest thing for me is helping women um, through the three H's. So I have a, the three H's to happiness. It's all about starting with your head, where there are all the drama, the stories, been there, because like I said, I've been through divorce. So I've been there and we want to get clarity. So I help them get clarity. So then we, when they come to you, right, and you're asking about finances, they're not filling up the time with everything else. They, they are um, ready for what you need and have that information. Then to the heart, you know, your heart is broken. It's shielded, right? And it's like knowing, I help them to know what do they want in their heart, right? It's what do you really want? And then your health. And and I've been there. It's, I mean, there was anxiety. There was all these things that happening, eating, not eating, you know, losing weight, gaining weight. I mean, I was there. So getting Mm -hmm. them healthy, because all of that equals happiness. It's the three ages of happiness is what I help them with. You know, talk to them, find out where they're at in their process, whether it's 
thinking about, you know, a go, no go situation, because a no go is like, maybe, maybe you're, you're um, unhappy and you think divorce is the only way out. And maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just, you're both unhappy and you have to reconnect. Or it could be a go. There's just, they just say, we have to go. And then if you're in the process of a divorce, helping you with that and post-divorce, because post-divorce can be just as emotional sometimes as going through all the divorce itself. You know, it's really tough. So, you know, we, we talk about where, where the woman is at at that time. And then what can I help them with? You know, the different strategies that we're going to go through to help them with, um, with getting them to happiness, you know, getting them through that, through those stages. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the go, no go side of things. I mm-hmm. want to take a step back and actually talk a little bit about that because that is a little bit different than a lot of other coaching service, divorce coaching services I've seen, because in that situation, you're actually trying to prevent You're you'd love it if it was a no go, right? I mean, the ideal situation is to talk people through what's going on or coach people through what's going on. And have it go, have it be a no go uh, outcome. Mm-hmm. So when you're de- when you're talking people through that and, and having them, I'm, I'm assuming having them ask some questions to mm-hmm. each other, like trying to determine what has brought them to you for these coaching services to decide whether they should take the next step. It's yeah. I would say in those situations, correct me if I'm wrong, Paula, but that it's probably not a super hostile situation. It's that people are sort of that they, you had indicated when you first started talking, like you had, you felt like you had lost the spark after 18 years. And look, I've been married 29, you know, and when people are, you know, almost 29 in a week, <laughs> so when people say to me, oh, you know, what's the secret? I'm like, uh, bear through the cycles. I mean, I, you know, I think that, you know, it's a long-term friendship. It is yeah. a long-term friendship. And, but the spark isn't every day. It comes and goes, right? And I think sometimes realistically, people don't think of it. This is just my opinion, but I don't think you would notice the spark if the spark was there every single day. But sure. it's there enough mm-hmm. that you feel still very committed to the relationship, very much in love, like yeah, you can create a spark if you want to, like all of those things, you know, and that's why I always joke and say bear through the cycles because, you know, you can't, we don't have any children, but, you know, my career has definitely been our child in my opinion. And and Brent has been a godsend through taking care of his dad and then later his mom. And so we've had some pretty significant uh, challenges in our life. And yet we're always able to kind of come back to a central point and, and laugh together and, you know, have fun together and, yes. and not feel like roommates, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. I guess the, the feeling that you said, and, and not yeah. to, to make this about me as an example, but just to say like, okay, so I'm a co- I'm, I'm the person that if I came to you and said, you know, Paula, it used to be this way, like the way I just explained it to you, but lately it's really tough to get that spark going. And I don't know if it's just 
you know, does that mean that we're doomed or, you know, how do we get through that cycle? Like, what do we do to get through that cycle? And it doesn't even have to be somebody that's married 29 years. It could be married one year, right? So what would be some of the things that you would, not very high level, because of course, we don't want anybody to consider this as advice because every situation is different, but very high level, what would you suggest to somebody uh, that, that came to you for those reasons? Sure. That's a great question. Um, first, I would ask them, what brought you together? You know, what was it that attracted you that you're like, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? What were those qualities? <clears throat> and I know, journal about, write it down. If people don't like the word journal, which a lot of people don't know how to, I don't like to journal, write these things down. Because sometimes seeing it written mm-hmm. and you actually write it out is like, oh my gosh, I've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Now it it's so far, or, you know, kind of removed right now mm-hmm. that I don't remember. And then also look at, I love this book, The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. Yep. Five Love Languages. That is huge when you think about someone um could be the husband and his love language is different than hers so he's thinking he's doing the right things when we're really he's not and she's not saying anything we're not speaking up so one of my quotes that i developed is communication is the heart of any relationship and that could be any relationship you know friends work especially your significant other so communication is important and People get away from that, I think, because we do get comfortable. We think we know what the other person's thinking. And sometimes we don't. <laughs> so even after 29 years of marriage, I can get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever have, do you do you watch Netflix at all? Do you have a subscription mm-hmm. to Netflix? Okay. Well, there's a, a, a TV show, I guess you want to call it, through a series through Netflix called Sweet Magnolias. And one of the characters, uh, Danny Sue Sullivan is one of the main characters in that. And she and her husband actually go through, they, they went through some counseling and they talked about those five love languages. And then after they went through the counseling, they often will refer to their love languages. Like that's the way they communicate with each other. So um, I just, I thought I'd bring that up for people that are big Netflix fans, watch Sweet Magnolias because you can actually get a feel for what that is what Paul is talking about right now when you talk about and there's tons of resources online if you google the five love languages you will there's I think there's even like tests you can take like quizzes you can take to determine some people don't even know their own love language I mean that's they don't even know what their own love language is Mm -hmm. so you can kind of uh, get get a feel for that so you you ask them the question like what brought you together you ask them the question about their you talk to them about their five love languages and you coach them to communicate with each other about these Mm -hmm. kinds of things what would be an example? Because I think if they're able to get that communication back to the table and create that spark again, mm-hmm. it's a no-go situation. Right. But what would get, be an example of a no-go situation? Of a a, a go? Uh, I'm sorry, a go situation. Okay. My apologies. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's, all right. That's all right. Well, I would say if, if there is um, physical or verbal abuse, that would definitely be a go situation. Unfortunate, you know, that that, that would be there as an option um, for a go. 
But um, also, like for me, blindsided, having an affair. That's <laughs> there was a woman that I worked with, and you know, he wanted a divorce. <clears throat> she didn't want a divorce. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's a point at which the other person is beyond. They've they're you know, there's no turning back. Like they've already committed to no. I want a divorce because they've already moved on. And yeah, you may want what you had, but it's already changed. So if they're having an affair, there's something going on that it might not be repairable. So let's look at, all right, if this is a go, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing is to help protect the woman, not to settle which you may have run across that too. Well, I don't want money or I don't want this or that. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you're wishing for. You, you know, and, and take time. That's what I want to say is take your time. This isn't something to rush through because I've seen, you know, oh yeah, just give them everything. It's like, mm, you know, that gets it done quick. And yes, take your time. And also realize they may want to stretch this out. They may want to get mean. They may want to get nasty. But we can get you through that. Because you know what? That's their issue, their problem. We yeah. want you on the, you know, positive. Yes. Like I said, there's more to life than divorce. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's where some of the, the crossover services that I was talking about in the intro that I mentioned, because a lot of times I don't get them at the stage where it's the no or the go or no go. I get them generally from a CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst. Mm -hmm. I usually get them at that stage where they are getting divorced and mm -hmm. now they're looking for some financial guidance of what, you know, yeah. somebody to coach them on what they should be doing financially for themselves. And I agree with you. It's, you know, don't agree to anything. Let's, let's look at everything. And depending on the state that you live in now, Paula, you probably predominantly work with people in New York, but maybe mm -hmm. Pennsylvania yeah. because of where you're located, right. uh, where I work with people throughout the United States, I have to know whether they're community property state, whether they're, you know, a equitable versus equal state, like all of that, I have to actually dig into their, their property um, equalization and, and understand the, the timing of some of that, because some states require like a year long waiting period. And, you know, and we have to wait until that divorce is final before we can even separate assets. Mm -hmm. But it's that kind of discussion. A lot of people are like in New York state, they're, they're thinking it's, you know, 50, 50, and it's not. New York state, for example, is not a 50-50 state. It's an equitable state. It's not an equal state. It's an equitable state. So when somebody commits to something in advance and they say, oh, you know, it's not about the money or it's not about this or it's not about that. I'm like, whoa, let's run some projections here because your financial well-being is at stake. When you plan for you know a period of time as two household income family saving you know one set of expenses and all of a sudden now it's one income separate expenses you've just you know divvied the te technically divvied the income in half and mm -hmm. increased your, doubled your expenses 
that's a huge impact. So I agree with what you're saying. Like, don't, if you discover that it's a, a, a go situation and, and you're, you know, don't commit to anything. Let's walk into the financial decision-making of a divorce the same way you walked into the coaching decision-making, right? Like, okay, let's sit down. Let's look at all of our assets. Let's look at all of our liabilities. Let's look at all of our expenses. Idea In an ideal world, everybody's, you know, mature and friendly about it, but in a realistic <laughs> world, <laughs> yeah. that's not true. <laughs> I wish. I think I've done one case in my entire career where it was actually a very amicable separation, even when it came down to the financial separation of things. But most of the time it's that, you know, it's a lot of back and forth. And again, depending on the state that you're in, equitable doesn't necessarily mean equal. So the, the other big mistake that I commonly see, and I shouldn't use the word mistake. That's really not the right terminology that I should use here. But what can be financially negatively impactful is when somebody says, well, I have to have the house because the kids are in the house. And they don't realize that there can be a transition period where Mm -hmm. nobody, you know, permanently has the house. Like you can stay in the house for a period of time while the kids are finishing out school or, you know, even high school potentially. And then at that point in time, you know, the house is sold and you split the, the assets. You're not required to purchase the home in that situation. There can be negotiation and plans can be worked out so that you're not financially putting yourself at risk by taking on a non-income earning asset uh, fully onto yourself at the time of, of separation, of course. And so I was curious when you said, you know, that you 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 coach them like so if if this is a go and you say, okay, don't make any, like don't commit to anything. At that point in time, I mean, they they go, they generally go get an attorney, right? That's the next Mm -hmm. step. And from there, the attorneys usually, the ones that I work with, they usually like look at everything and and do try to split it down the middle, right? I mean, they, they don't generally like look at the equitable side versus the equal side, right? They just try to split it down the middle. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying there are some attorneys out there that don't do it that way, but that's been my experience. Have you seen that as well? You, yeah. And you want to be careful about that because now my ex earned three more times than I did. And what I learned was that maybe, you know, I wasn't going to be out on the street and yet not really benefit, like hugely benefit from, you know, this um, because we didn't have children either. So I didn't get um, alimony, but it was spousal support because we were married 21 years. And, you know, so that was, that was huge <laughs> um, that, that I could get the spousal support. Of course, there's a percentage, I think of, you depending know, on how long you've been married, yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. married and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you want to be careful. Cause like I said, you, you, it's not equal. Very, very good. It's not, it's equitable. And so, um, yeah. Um, the other thing too, is what you want to get, be, know what you want, know what you want, not be so aggressive about it, but no. And with your attorney, um, you know, maybe it is a house and, and they don't have any problem with that, but you split things accordingly 
also one of the things that I highly recommend so that it's not an expense later is if the woman is interested in taking her maiden name back. There's something else that they may not think about. So it's like, okay, you know, with you, it's financial. And for me, it's like, okay, think about these other little things that you might not think about. And if you can do it while you're paying for the divorce or it's getting paid for, wrap it all in there. <laughs> so you don't have that later expense. Just things like that to think about. And some won't do it because of the kids, if they have kids, you know, same last mm -hmm. name and all that, and they'll do it later, mm -hmm. which is fine. But it's yeah. just some of those things, like you say, you know, think about how important is this? Is it worth fighting over? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the other thing. Is it is it worth fighting over? These are things, right? Sometimes these are things, and sometimes you put more emotion on it because it, it's like, he's not going to get that. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's all about um, your your emotions and all of that that can kind of take over. So we want to, you know, okay. So how are you feeling? What's the emotion? Yeah. Let's put the emotion, the important stuff, right? Like moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think having somebody to coach you on that, because it, it's hard. I mean, it is grieving and grieving has different stages of mm -hmm. of how you process what's going on emotionally and physically, right? So, I mean, it's yeah. it's different. And having somebody that you can talk to, whether it's a therapist or and, and or a coach, because I think mm -hmm. you can actually use both. Um, and yeah. then somebody that, you know, like there's a team of people that often come together and work well when you're talking about going through this process and having that team not have the emotional involvement that you feel, I think is really important during those periods of any stress, like any high emotion, stressful time, having a team of people that are just looking at it purely from their angle and not, not that they don't care, but they're not emotionally involved in the situation. Right. I think that's, what's key. Yes. And having, knowing like for you and me, and I know for you, especially from, you know, getting to know you, you have their um, best interest at heart, you know, cause sometimes it seems like you're just going through the motions. It's to me, it's clinical. Some mm -hmm. people that I've, run into some lawyers, some, you know, it's like, wait a minute, it's not clinical. This has to do with my life. And, you know, you give that to them. You give them that, Hey, I get it. I know what's happening here. So let's get, you know, work it out the best way. You know, um, just like for me, it's like, okay, I got it. You know, you're not alone here. We we've experienced this. So this is um, to your advantage Right. Think through these things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, um, I think it's really important for people to take time, take a few minutes for themselves during this entire process, like to try to move outside of, you mentioned that part of yours is also the journey like post-divorce, right? And, and while you're going through it, it's hard to believe what the other side is going to look like. I think when you're going through anything, it's hard to see what the other city is going to look like. Yes. So knowing that you're going to be there, Paula, in your situation to, you know, take them onto that other side and, you know, continue to work with them and partner with them past mm -hmm. the actual divorce, I think is really important. 
So um, we, we're we're right at about thirty minutes at this point in time, and I, I would love I, I would love for people to be able to because there's so many you know ifs ands or buts when we're talking about these things that you and I have chatted about today. How can people get a hold of you? Okay, so um, my email is Paula at paulalesso.com. And Lesso is spelled L-E-S-S-O for yes. people that are wondering. And Paula is the traditional Paula, P-A-U-A-L. P-A-U-L-A. P-A-U-L-A. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Start that over. P-A-U-L-A. And last name is Lesso, L-E-S-S-O. Yes. Um, so Paula at paulalesso.com. They can email you. Mm-hmm. And what? where can they find your book? Well, they can find it um, on Amazon. For a minute, I wanted to say Zoom. Amazon. They can do it Amazon. And I am located. I can always mail one to them. I'd love to do that. Um, Or in Corning. I live in Corning. So if somebody here in Corning was like, well, I want to, you know, meet you or get your book, I would love to meet them and, you know, sign it, autograph it for them and, you know, get it to them that way. Um, And, you know, if there's somebody that does want to talk to me about, hey, you know, are we a good fit? And that's the other thing too. You want to make sure for anything that you feel comfortable with that person. It's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can reach out and um, give them, you know, talk to them, you know, half an hour consultation, you know, just make sure this is a, a good fit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, just go from there. Um, and if they say that they heard me, you know, book, heard me, whatever, on the Wine and Dine podcast, you know, I could um, give them like a, a, a free um, session. Wow, Paula, that's very generous of you. Thank you. So that's extremely generous of you. Thank you very much for doing that uh, for our listeners. Well, I hope that everybody, um, Paula, I hope you've enjoyed your time on the podcast. I've certainly enjoyed continuing our conversation. Paula and I are actually going to be doing an event in May of 2024 that we're super pumped about in Corning. So for those of you that aren't located in Corning, uh, feel free to schedule some plans in May of of 2024. We'll keep the date. um, I'll keep you posted as we nail down the date, but we're looking kind of the middle of Corning or middle of May. And we're going to be doing an event for women uh, at a local Root for Rise with a wellness center here in Corning. If you're from Corning and you're listening to this podcast, stay tuned. We're going to have more information. But we're we're really excited about this event that we're going to be planning. So it's uh, Paula, myself, and Root to, Wise wellness, Root to Rise Wellness Center. No connection to Rooted Planning Group, just very ironic that their name is, is also Rooted. Um, Paula, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to be here with us. We've really enjoyed this podcast. We hope all of our listeners have also enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please feel free to share it with your friends, family members, tuck it away as a saved podcast for you listen to us. Hop on over to iTunes and rate us so that more people like you can find our podcast. Thanks, everyone. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. 
And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.